Did you know that podcasts are a great way to grow your personal and business brand voice? Here's the secret. We all want to feel connected to brands we buy from. What better way to humanize a brand than through sharing your story on a podcast? Kitcaster is a podcast booking agency that specializes in developing real human connections through podcast appearances. If you're an expert in your field, have a unique story to share, or an interesting point of view, it's time to explore the world of podcasting with Kitcaster. You can expect a completely customized concierge service from the staff at Kitcaster and their communication experts. Kitcaster is your secret weapon in podcasting for business. Your audience is waiting to hear from you. So go to kitcaster.com slash great, G-R-E-A-T, that's K-I-T-C-A-S-T-E-R dot com slash G-R-E-A-T, kitcaster.com slash great, to apply for a special offer from Friends of I Think This Is Great. Welcome to I Think This Is Great with Clay Inferno. Today I am speaking with Yolanda Yvette of Yolanda Yvette Speaks. Order her book on Amazon. Great. Welcome to I Think This Is Great with Clay Inferno, and I'm here with Yolanda Yvette. Thank you. Hey! How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm so honored. I did a little research. I bought your book. I listened to a couple of episodes of your podcast, and I took a hint from one of your recent podcasts, Miss Shelley. She said she had a her logo in the background, so I, I made this specially for you, for, inspired from your <laughs> podcast. That is amazing. See? It's those little bit of nuggets that people get from listening to the podcast. I tell people all the time, like, you're going to get a little nugget. If you don't get it, I'm sure I will, because I keep writing it. I write down everything that people say, mm-hmm. little nuggets. I have, like, a stack of information from all my podcasts, because they have really good information for free. Like, things that you don't really think about. Like, duh, why don't I just put something that's behind me or something just, like, duh. I do like your background, by the way, the your your oh. bubbly, your bubbly to match Thank your bubbly you. personality. Thank you, Amazon. Exactly. That's so awesome. One of the reasons we do this podcast is to connect with people and see how they're doing and how they're getting through the pandemic and to also offer some advice to, to people, but to just check in because there's a whole space out there of people doing what you're doing and I I really love what you're doing teaching and being a coach for speakers and and, and Mm -hmm. empowering people so number one I want to ask you are are you in Virginia right now are you safe is everything cool everything is good we just have cold rainy weather so that's nothing new nothing out out the norm so we're good we're good Good. Yeah, because, you know, worried about the people in Texas right now, and I hope they can stay yeah. safe and okay. Yeah, I have family members on there. They checked in, told me that they're doing well. They just got their power back on yesterday. And I'm oh, like, wow. well, hopefully you don't get those $10,000 bills that, you know, they're talking about. <laughs> I know, it's that crazy. Ridiculous. Oh. Yeah. No, thanks to the free market, I guess. That's what that, <laughs> that is all about. And you have a book out that is called speak up and i wanted to talk about your oh you got it right there speak up it is available on amazon i grabbed it on kindle hope you don't mind but i got the digital copy 
absolutely fine. Yep, you can go on Amazon, get the physical book, or you can get the Kindle version, or you can go to YolandaEvetteSpeaks.com and order it. I give people plenty of options. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. The one thing is that I've been doing this podcast for, not this podcast, but I've been podcasting for a long time. And sometimes mm -hmm. we get asked to do public speaking, to sit on panels and in front of people. And, and it seems like a lot of people are scared. That seems like the number one thing. I, I've never had that. I'm not afraid to talk to anyone. I'm not afraid to get on stage and talk. In fact, I think I'm more comfortable on stage talking to a thousand people than having to go to some awkward uh, business lunch meeting. It's strange how that is. That's so, I understand that that's true. But see, I like network networking too, but that is true. But we're, I guess, oddballs. We're the outliers because most people are. are terrified of speaking in front of groups but it, i had i had a conversation with somebody the other day and they were like my their fear is to speak in front of two people more than two mm -hmm. people they shut down and start to stutter and just start to clam up i'm like two people they're like two people <laughs> if it's three the three they're, they're done for they start sweating profusely they forget what their next words are i'm like wow Wow. Meanwhile, I'm like, the more, the better. <laughs> so, you know, which is, it kind of sucks now because of the pandemic that we're in. So we mm -hmm. can't really do live events anymore, which I absolutely love because the energy in the room is something that is, you can't even describe unless you're, yeah. you're there, you feel that energy and the connections um, that are being made. And I miss that so much because it's different doing it on online and doing Zoom meetings and all that stuff. But, right. you know, we just got to do so how do you get people to not be afraid? I mean, that, that's a whole section in your book, I'm sure. But, you know, is there anything that maybe somebody's watching this podcast now and they want to be inspired a little bit? How are they going to not be frozen and, and just be able to do it? Well, oftentimes, like I said in my book, it's usually a something that stemmed when you were a child. Like, for example, in the book, I had told a story, like maybe you were that child who in class, the teacher might say two plus two is you know, what is the answer? And you might've said five and then everyone mm -hmm. laughed at you. Now you're like, uh-uh, I'm not going to raise my hand. I'm not going to say anything else again. Or you were the person that had made fun of somebody for getting the answer wrong. Right. You're like, I don't want to be that person. So now from childhood that has, you know, worked its way up. Even if you think about it, cause I know I used to do this as a kid when we used to have to read out loud. Yeah. I would count the people and then count the paragraphs to see where I would have to read and start yep. practicing. <laughs> yeah, I did that too. I did that same thing. Yeah, it's like, it's the, the fear stems really as a child. So it's one of those things that maybe sometimes you have to go back and, and realize where it all stemmed from and realize I was a child then and now I'm an adult. But to get the fear out, is is many different ways to do it. But for me, what I usually do, my go-to is hype music. Absolutely mm. hype music. Like, again, you can practice and practice and practice. And even in my book, I say, you don't practice to be perfect. You just practice to be better than you were the last time that you spoke. Right. Because right. perfection is not nothing that we can really reach. But for me, it's about being calm. It's about channeling the nervous energy mm -hmm. and making it into excitement. It's still the same. They're like cousins. Like your brain reads them as cousins. Right. So instead of being nervous, channeling into being excited, like they don't know what I'm about to say. I'm about to hit the stage. I'm about to talk to these people. I'm about to Give mm -hmm. them something because you have to remember 
they are there to hear what you have to say for a reason. Right. Like right. they can anywhere, but obviously it's something that you know that they need to get from you. So, mm-hmm. it's, so that's how that works. But even as in school, when we had to do presentations, I would always have my hype music. I would mm-hmm. listen to my music before, you know, it was time for me to speak. I still do it now. It just gets all the jitters away. And I, it just makes me more excited because even if you look at the Olympics, for example, the swimmers, because I sure. love summer Olympics, you will see them with their headphones on. You will see the people mm. in track with their headphones on because Focus. they're focusing. They're tuning out everything that's around. They're getting them, themselves hype, whatever if whatever their music choice that they decide to listen to. Mm-hmm. My go-to song is Eminem's Lose Yourself. That's my song. Why? It's like the ultimate, it's, ultimate hype song. It's, it's, it is. It's exactly. I'm just like, and I just get in there and I just, do- and I love it and I love it and it just gets me ready. And I'm like, oh, all right. Now that's done. Even if I listen to it one or usually it's like two times I, and I'm like, whoo, all right, done. And I tell people oftentimes, excuse yourself, you know, go to the bathroom before you know it's mm-hmm. your time to speak. Excuse yourself, listen to, because everybody usually carries their phone. Listen to your song. Sure. And then go back in there and, and just kill it. And just kill it. And then you just know the next time you speak is going to be better than the time that you just spoke just now. Wow, it's so great because that's that is just one little tip, but I think that that can really go a long way. So, how did you get started with with public speaking, and and how do you make money at it? I mean, you don't have to reveal all your secrets, but one of the things that we've been doing here with the with my podcast, my other podcast, we've just been cranking at it, doing it over and over and over again. Like we've never had sponsors, we've never made any money, but we just do it because we like to talk to each other. But right. now I kind of want to get into the space of well, you know what? I'm the expert in a few things that only I know about around my local area. And I like to be asked to do stuff for free and I'll do stuff for free, but getting paid is way better. <laughs> Did you see my face like for free? Wait a minute yeah. now. We got, we got to monetize. We got to make some money. We're not, we can't do that, Clay. I know. I know. Because people, I tell people oftentimes, people respect what they pay for. Yes. So, I mean, people will jump at things that are free, but it's, it hits differently when they have to pay for it. So, it, it well, let me answer your first question, how, how I got into public speaking. I was always technically, I guess, a public speaker, even as a child. I spoke on stages in church. I was always in, mm-hmm. like, the, I don't know how, things just always fell in my lap to, hey, we want you to say this, or we want you to read this. And I'm like, you read this to. poem? You need to read this poem. <laughs> Somebody like, needs to I read it. <laughs> I was so shy. I was this shy child. So I'm like, why? And mm-hmm. I would mess up. And then all of a sudden, one day things just clicked. I remember being in 12th grade and we had to do a speech. And I told my teacher, Mr. Scott, I was like, listen, I know it's supposed to be X amount of minutes, but I'm mm-hmm. guaranteeing you I'm going to be done in like one. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew I was going to be like, because I was so nervous and that's how it would come out. I started talking really fast. And that's exactly what happened. And he, I don't know why. Listen, I know myself better than he did. So um, he didn't even, mark, he didn't mark it. He didn't mark me down for it. Cause maybe because I told him it was going to happen. But so just using all those experiences and then grow, growing up and going to college and doing public speaking in that realm, it just led to, led to that. But being a public speaking coach, that ended up happening because I got tired of listening to people in workshops and conferences and even in mm. classrooms. And I'm like, you're leaving so much money on the table by not knowing how to 
speak effectively and how not to make the next sale while you're selling. You can sell from the stage. And I'm like, they're leaving so much money out there. Let me help them. Let me show them how they can do this. Huh. Because a lot of people, they're in it to make money. Yes, they're in it to help people, but they also want to make a profit as well. Sure. So I'm like, I can show them how to do this. And that's how the public speaking coach was born for me. But I just love public speaking. The little shy little girl, public speaking, which is so crazy. <laughs> and so that's, uh, so beyond the, beyond the book, which I mentioned before, you just mentioned the, the coaching part. So how does one get coached by Yolanda Yvette? How do, how do you go about that? Well, they go to YolandaYvetteSpeaks.com, Y-O-L-A-N-D-A, Y-V-E-T-T-E-S-P-E-A-K-S.com. I offer workshops. Yeah, <laughs> I offer workshops. I offer one-on-one sessions. So that's what I, that's what they do to get me because I want them to be better at what they're doing. I want them to break out of the chains that, that they have in their mind uh, that they can't do it. They don't know how to do it. Cause listen, the money is out there. It's a lot of money out there. There's a lot of people that need, even if they're not about wanting to make money, they just want to be more comfortable because you have people who yeah. are in boardrooms, executives that have to speak to other people. You have people that are in MLMs that have to speak to people. They're selling um, Tupperware or they're selling mm -hmm. whatever. Those are, they're public speakers as well. Preachers, they're public speakers. There's so many people, right. car salesmen. That's what they're doing. So some people are just like, I need to know how I can make it better for me. You know, how I can get comfortable. I also go through the process with my clients of cultivating their message specifically for their business. Mm -hmm. um, because there's a lot of public speaking businesses out there who, and this is where I differentiate myself from them. They are so robotic. They're like, don't say, don't put your hands in your pocket. Don't do this. Don't do that. I'm like, be yourself. That's not natural. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have to edit the podcast and, and my other podcasts. And I found a software tool called Descript, which will take mm -hmm. out the ums and the likes for when you're listening to the podcast. It's a little distracting to get that yeah. stuff, but mm -hmm. it's really hard for the two of us to have a conversation and have us not do like, it just doesn't, right. it doesn't flow right. Right. And I, and I used to say that all the time, because I used to be the person, if somebody says a lot, they're like, and I will start counting how many times they say it's distracting for me, but I'm like, you can still say them. It's not a do not, it's not like a cardinal sin in a lot of um, public speaking groups will make it seem like that. Like, you can't say this and don't do that. I'm like, be yourself. Like people will resonate with you if you are you, you know? Mm -hmm. So we go, let's see, I say, but that's just me. You're just, <laughs> you're taking a second to pause and it's, it's yeah, so natural people, to say. Right. Some people, it's life or death with them. Like they can't say it. If they do, they get knocked points. They get knocked down. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we don't have time for that. We're about making this money. Mm -hmm. If you say, I don't care, just don't say it a whole lot. I go over hand gestures and how to use them properly and how not to use them so much because some people talk with their hands a whole lot. <laughs> and I remember one girl, she was like, but I'm from New York and, and this is how I talk. I talk with my hands a lot. I'm like, yeah. 
yes, you do, but you don't have to look like you're directing a choir. <laughs> so we went through the steps, you know, to help her with that, which I just love to do because I'm, I'm authentic and I am straightforward. I can joke and I can laugh with my clients, but I also, they also know they can feel my passion about it. And we're serious when we need to be, we can joke when we need to be, sure. but the ultimate thing is the result. And they, that's what they get when they work with me is the result. That's awesome. So we've mentioned a little bit about it before. We're in this, this unprecedented pandemic and uh, a lot of things had to change. I've never done a video podcast before, but I thought that doing this, this season of the podcast on video would, would help engage a little bit better. I've got a new mm -hmm. setup here where I can look right in the camera and I can see you with a teleprompter yeah. style thing. And uh, that's just a technical thing. But in order for me to connect with my guests, I want to be able to just look, look like I'm looking them in the eye. So I'm just wondering how big was this, this pivot for you about a year ago to go to online? Because if you're doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, was that in person? only or was did you do the zoom call thing before i did but not to the magnitude that i had to like i hmm. think all business people all entrepreneurs had to pivot at some either you pivoted or you just stood still and just said oh well i don't know what to do when you froze so i i get it doing the how you had to now do the face-to-face -face with the zoom which i love because that's what i do on mine too because i feel like people open up more it makes it mm -hmm. more personable the conversation flows better so but yeah, you had to, you had to find different ways to do like conferences. Like I said, are online, my workshops are online, things like that online, which is amazing because now you're able to interact with people that you never thought possible. Like I had right. people from Vietnam um, in my workshops before and just England, just all over. I'm just like, well, look at this. So now <laughs> I have connections in different countries. Yeah. <laughs> That I never so cool. would have thought. Yeah. So like even like Jamaica, I have, I have talked to plenty of people on, in Jamaica. I'm like, so when I come there, they're like, yes, when you come here, we're going to have to do this, this, and this. I'm like, amazing. <laughs> you just make, you make new friends everywhere you go. And I said, and being yeah. someone who loves to talk, I, I'm all about this. Like I never would, I've always imagined myself speaking on stages in other countries. And I'm like, this is just helping me open those doors. They're setting it up right now. It's 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 funny you mentioned that about Vietnam because a few weeks ago I had my first call with someone in Australia and it was exactly nine a.m. for him and nine p.m. for me. And my friend was like, "You're doing a call at nine a.m. Uh, or nine p.m.?" I said, "Yeah, but the other guy said he just woke up." <laughs> right, right. I've had that too, and I was like, and it, went, it was a lady. We were doing a workshop. Oh no, we were doing a one-on-one and she just sounded a little tired. I'm like, are you okay? She's like, it's like 1140 here at night. I said, oh, bless your heart. Like, <laughs> like the dedication, like I truly appreciated it. It was just, it was crazy. But, you know, you have to take into consideration now, you know, the time differences, but it's opening up many, many doors. And I'm like, I kind of like it. I, I kind of like it. Yeah, once we I, get... I, I miss the live stuff, but I like the fact that I'm reaching people that I never really um, thought I would be reaching. And that that brings me to your podcast, which is very fun to listen to. It's it's, it's This is great talking to you here. And I listened to a couple of episodes. We use Anchor for that. 
And that's is that that's just an audio podcast. Am I correct? Or I don't know that's how you do it. Audio as of now, I've had people say, go ahead and start doing videos and putting them on YouTube. I'm like, yeah. I don't really know how, like, cause <laughs> for me, I am such a big component. I'm not a techie. I stay in my lane. I'm like, I could talk, but I'm like, let me find somebody to show me how to put things, put my, even my audio versions of stuff. It's like, you could put the audio, just the audio thing on YouTube. I'm like, right. really? I'm like, oh, okay. And then I tried to figure it out. I'm like, I'm lost. Let me stop. <laughs> yeah. You could have, you could have someone take care of that for you too, because I think that it's yeah. important for us maybe as managers or, or people that are, you know, for running our own business, mm-hmm. asking for help, I think is always key, right? Listen, I love Fiverr. Fiverr is one of my favorite places to go, especially when you find good people, Fiverr and Upwork. And like, I will reuse the same people for certain things, especially when I find out their skill sets. And I'm like, and it doesn't cost a whole lot. And especially, and this is a tip for people with when using Fiverr and Upwork, you don't have to sure. pay the price of your same. You can, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, they charge $25 and they're paying $25. You don't have to, you can say, you can negotiate with them. You'd be like, hey, will yeah. you accept X, Y, Z dollars? And they will. <laughs> so don't think that you have to pay them just the number that they have up there. So listen, in my mind, I'm always thinking business, business, let's make a deal. So <laughs> yeah, that was great. You sent me over that, that really pro looking speaker sheet the one sheet and i hadn't seen a one sheet in a while i'm in the music business so mostly people are just passing around mp3s and listening to this Uh band or whatever but yeah i was like oh i remember having a one sheet and you're like you should use my fiber person (laughs) i told her i was like hey i'm gonna throw people at you she was like okay i was like because i feel like her her work was so phenomenal and it's really great thank you and like and she her turnaround was quick so i'm like yeah you're good i'm I'm not gonna pass nobody on somebody who sucks so <laughs> I mean, people call me, i'm like a phone book for people they're like yolanda do you know somebody who does this or that i'm like i sure do and i'm like and that's how networking is supposed to go mm-hmm. you know it's not just only for yourself it's for who you can put in contact with the, you know the other person so and i love it and i love it what a lot of people forget about one sheets and speaker sheets, but I feel like it's very important. It sets you apart from the next person. Yeah, yeah, because I I, I set up a, a few interviews last weekend, and yours was the only one I got it uh, a speaker sheet from. I I had to do all the research myself. I said, hey, how can these other people want to use a fiber? <laughs> Hello. See, this is what I'm saying. It sets you it sets you apart. It really it really does, and it doesn't take much at all just to say attach file. <laughs> yeah. Like that's all it is, attached file. And it's depending on where you want to go and how you want to grow your business. You know, you're gonna need a media kit. How you're never gonna get on the news saying, hit me up. <laughs> no, they're gonna to want to know about you. They're not gonna to want to research you. They you need to yeah. send them your resume. So and, that's just and I know from from booking bands and and dealing with with live live music events and things like that, that and even hiring, hiring for assistants or other people that like run in, in a nightclub or etc i don't have time to read the whole thing if your email is good that's good enough and if your resume is good and, and it doesn't have much else to it i'm going to read one or the other and a lot of stuff's going to get lost people don't have time yep. exactly our attention spans are so short and it's just getting shorter really and shorter are. by the moment and if you're a busy person too 
you might as well cancel Christmas. I like to think that that people like us that have some experience, you can kind of tell with that first impression stuff, right? Like you can kind of say, oh, this might not be a really well-formatted resume, but I can see what's on it at a first glance to see if that's the person I want to hire or just how they, how people present themselves. And even if you have to look through a hundred applicants, you can weed it down pretty quick because we've trained ourselves over the course of just our experience. Yeah, like keywords that we're looking for. And and yeah, yeah. like, okay, person has, like, they, like you said, their resume may not be all the way professional, but what are the keywords that I'm picking up? Does this person have potential or, yeah. Yeah, in and out. And our, again, our attention span, <laughs> we, don't, we don't read much. I, I saw one resume and I laughed at her so much because I knew her personally and her, mm-hmm. Resume was stapled. And I said, wait a minute. (laughs) I said, your resume should never be stapled. And she had like five pages. And I'm like, wow, no, ma'am, we're not doing that. I'm like, I I refuse to send you out here looking like that with your resume stapled with five pages. And the font was like (laughs) 18 or 20. It was so bad. I was like, no, you're not doing that. Can't do that. Get it, so, get it down to one page, maybe a page of references or some other supplementary yeah. information. But also, you don't know that the person that's doing it needs to take a stack of them and send them through a scanner so they could read them on their laptop. Yeah, because so now to- that's what they do. You know, they scan resumes now. People don't really read them. They scan them for keywords. And if those keywords pop out, guess what? You're about to get a phone call. Yeah. And they, they can do that all in, like, have an AI, have a have a robot do it. <laughs> yep, that's how it goes. Like, they, they scan them, and if you, if those words pop out, you got it. And another thing I, I, I saw on your one sheet was that you are able to help people realize their aha moments. Can you tell me what that means? Their aha moment is, 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 is a, it really is a moment. I love people's face. They're like, oh... Oh, that makes so much sense. Like that's <laughs> that's what it, it ends up happening. Like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like I've been working so hard, or oh, that's all I had to do in order to get my next booking was do this. Like, duh. I call it an aha moment, but it's duh. Oh, oh my goodness. Like all of those moments. And it's it makes me laugh every time I see somebody's face and they're like, oh <laughs> that makes so much sense. It's that was. Because sometimes people have a tendency to overthink mm-hmm. and then they overthink what they just thought and then they overthink that too. And I'm like, just narrow it. Just come on, come back to me, come back. And so when I'm, because sometimes I'm able to see things that other people can't see. Right. And and that sets me apart as well. So you're like, hey, let's do this for you, for your business or let's do this for your job. Or, you know, let's do this for your career, whatever it is, you're speaking, your talk, whatever. And they're like, I never thought about that before. And I'm like, exactly. That's why it's it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah. Talk, talk it out loud and, and see what happens. And that's well, that's unique to you too. That that's, that seems like a special skill set you have to be able to get that s- sort of insight into what people are doing, like based on your experience. You, I feel like you're you're really in tune with that. It's great. And that's crazy because you know what? I wanted to be at one point in my life, I wanted to get into marketing because mm. I'm like, certain things just make sense to me. Like I'm able to think 
of uh, like a, something that would be good to market. Like, oh, that all you had to do was say this right here. All you had to do was do that right there. Like, or I look at certain people's marketing ads. I'm like, that's so stupid. Or they missed the mark on this. And so when people tell me their business or they want to know how they can do something, I'm like, okay, give me a second. And then it just comes to me. Like, all you have to do is do do this, which is funny because I'm like, that never, it never comes to certain people's um, mind to be like, this is all I had to do. I'm like, that's all you had to do. That's all <laughs> well, you had. But that goes back to us not liking acts for health either. So. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing. I, I think that one thing that I, I struggle with almost daily is as a writer, as a podcaster, as, as someone that that's creating a lot and that I, and I create a lot for my day job, especially for my day, more importantly for my day job, I want to have someone proofread an, a marketing email before it goes out, like basic sentence spelling grammar type things, but also, right. but also if we're going to test some subject lines, why don't we go for a couple of different things? Like somebody else reading my content might come up with a better headline than me that's mm-hmm. been sitting there creating it from yeah. top to bottom. Absolutely. That is so good. Absolutely. But sometimes we have the tendency to keep things so close to us and we don't want nobody to help and we don't want nobody to know and this is my baby and blah, 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 blah. You're doing yourself a huge disservice because some, with somebody else's eyes, they can pick up the the mistakes that you that you made. Because we just, even with um, all the grammar stuff that we have, we'll still read it like we thought we wrote it. And right. <laughs> until somebody else is like, what did you say? Or, you know, you missed a word or... Mm-hmm whatever but even like you said the subject line whatever it could be it's it's more catchy than what you said yeah and you because have to be it, to accept you know accept help and accept the somebody offering you an, an, an opinion or a great critique and as as creators as as podcasters and as 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 as, as writers just in general content creators mm-hmm. the things that we are are doing we sometimes maybe forget that we're the ones that are making everything. So there's plenty of people that aren't creating anything. And it's, that's their choice. It's not their calling. That's not what they want to do. But mm-hmm. I think that a certain amount of risk and a certain amount of quantity has to happen for our experience to grow and for us to be like, you can't be so precious about these five blog posts because they need to go up, but you should maybe have somebody proofread them. But maybe right. that person that's proofreading them doesn't have to create five blog posts a day. So they have the kind of the mental energy to look at it. Mm-hmm. And we wonder why sometimes we're so tired or we get burnt out. Cause I'm, I remember hitting that, that wall and I was so burnt out and I was like, I'm done. I don't feel like it. And I had somebody say that you need to get help. Like you need to get people to help you. And I'm like, but I, well, let me ask you what, what, what well, I'm sorry to interrupt, but what was the thing that was the broke the camel's back thing? What, what really pushed you that? Cause it had to have been that one extra thing, or it was, maybe it wasn't one extra thing. Maybe it was just, I have to do a speaking gig and I have to write my book and I have to do my podcast this week. And I just don't know how I'm going to do it all. Yep. That's what it was. This book along with the podcast, mm. along with, mm. <laughs> it was, but it was when I was creating, I was 
creating the book, I was right at the end. It was it was just that and trying to push it out and then how that was even coming coming about because like it was nervous, nervous about it and it was, energy. And people were like, you wrote a book though. And I'm just like, whatever. And like, I couldn't even really appreciate the fact that I wrote a book because I was mm-hmm. just like, uh-huh. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah. Because it, yeah. it was so over it i was so over it until they were like you need to you need to get some help you need to ask people for help don't take it all on yourself i was like but i I mean okay (laughs) and i did and it and it it helped me and then closing my laptop at a certain time i'm like i can't work after a certain point i had to make rules for myself because Mm -hmm. i know me i will sit there and work all night long and and research and do things and i'm like i i will not I will shut my laptop down and pick it back up tomorrow. I have a couple of good rules for that, that I people might find helpful, but I have a pretty nice computer, but I keep it charged. And then, then if I work and then the battery's like going down to 1% or just, I just work, 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 work. I I'll close it then I'll charge it and I'll walk away from it. I, I say that the computer is telling me, that I shouldn't do any more work on it right now. Oh, that is so good. I like that. I am going to steal that, Clay. <laughs> so that might just be for an hour a day or something, but I have my my watch tells me to get up and walk around. And it's it's even though I'm like working from home or working from an from an office, it's it's a, a little bit it's a little bit lonely because most of the time I'm by myself. So I have to remind myself to go. I have to remind myself to eat lunch. I have to remind myself to not stare at the computer right now. And 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 then I think of the all the time in the day. I really think that I use up a lot of that for for good and and cranking out content and doing stuff. But then you know when it comes to the weekend, you just you know what I'm not going to spend a lot of time with with my emails right now. That this can wait till Monday morning. Yeah, because I know on TikTok, for example, I'll get on TikTok. You know, you can lose three hours easily just scrolling. It's it's that one that pops up like, hey, stop scrolling. You've been up here for, I'm like, oh, thank goodness they came up here. Because I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to stop right now. I don't know who that is, but they pop up. I'm like, hey, stop. You've been scrolling for such and such. such." And I'm like, you know what? They're right. And I'm going to get off the phone for a little bit. But also that goes back to like, I'm really getting into learning how to automate stuff. So I don't have to put out emails myself and and things of that nature. I'm like, I'm I'm still learning how to do it. But automation is amazing Mm -hmm. because now you can spend that time doing something else, you know? So when you- 100%, totally agree with that. Yeah. I I helped my friend with his his website for real estate and- Mm -hmm. What part of his package that we didn't get to when I was helping him with some design stuff, but he said, he said in a couple months, I'll have reached a certain point where this starts sending out generated emails from my leads, mm-hmm. et cetera. And I was like, wow, that is, that really is great because I have spent a lot of time learning like in the pandemic i spent a lot of time learning learning how to video edit and learning different mm-hmm. skills and beefing up my skills even even when booking this podcast is i have never done a lot of like outreach to people i didn't know to have them invite them on the show and i'm so glad i did i've had such great conversations including <laughs> this one and 
but yeah, I, I do. I'm still like, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning to try to build up those skills a little bit every day. But also, if I can not spend three hours in Photoshop, but I could hire somebody on Fiverr to do something for me, then I can go write the next 10 blog posts. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, one, you're putting money in someone else's pocket. Now they're able to feed their family. Feels it's a cycle. It's right. And you're also getting time to either work back on your business in another area or spend time with your family or whoever, or just watch TV and binge out, or, you know, for yourself. Yeah. So, TikTok. But technically your work is still getting done. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just not the one stressing out about doing it. So yeah, when you can hire somebody else to do it, if you can get autom- get your stuff automated, it is amazing when you can sit there and put out, you can write one email or three emails and they automatically send out every couple of days to some, this, these certain people and <sighs> it's wonderful. That's great. <laughs> and then also, also that, I don't know if you trust this in your book, in your coaching, but the downtime is is important too, right? Like it's it's absolutely key. Otherwise, what are you what are you even doing this for? You know, <laughs> right, right. Self care is. I had to learn self care, self love. I had to learn that because I was like, mm-hmm. but I want to make. I have a goal. Like I have things. I have you know. So even in my room, I had them all over. Like I, on one side of my room, I have them on both sides. There's pictures, not like, they're like actual camera pictures. So mm-hmm. I went to like walk, had them printed out of the things that I want to, what I'm working towards, like going back, whenever cruises open back up, that'll be amazing. Oh yeah, that'd be um, fun. I, I, I love cruising. So I have a cruise ship on, on them. I have, you know, a maid as one of them. I have a truck because mm-hmm. I want to buy my father a truck, you know, just certain things. And I have them on both sides. I'm like, this is what I'm working for. But then I'm also wow. have relaxation. So it's like, this is also why I'm working, but I know I'm about to take a break because I need this. I need this, this self-love, this self-care. So I had, I do, I haven't did it in a while since the pandemic, but like sound baths, I love going to the sound bath with the Tibetan gongs and this. That the sounds bowls. nice. I don't even know about that. With audio. Is what? It's like a spa. Uh, no, it's it, no, no. Like you lay on the floor and they have like the big gong and they have like crystal singing bowls and like the Tibetan bowls, like, you know, that they go like, mm, yeah, trying to go there in like my head right now. Wind chimes, and you just lay there and the vibration is just so peaceful. So I'm like, once a month, I do that, you know, massages, whatever it is that floats your boat, that makes you happy. Even if it's mm-hmm. just watching TV and binging out on your favorite show, but sure. I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure everybody has watched all of their episodes of their favorite show by now with this pandemic. Um, Because I'm like, I have nothing else to watch. But it is so very important because that's what I wasn't doing when I got burnt out. I was just Mm -hmm. going and going and going. And I'm like, I can't. I can't because I'm not good to anybody Mm -hmm. at all, not even myself. So I was like, I'm taking these days to relax. I'm doing this for myself. I'm going outside and just driving to the beach and just looking at the water, I'm I'm gonna do stuff, and it's very it's very 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 important. Don't just work and work and work because, like you said, what are you doing it all for? Yeah, what's the point? I, I think of it too like, I would always be like resentful, sort of toward like my bosses going on vacation or something. But then I would be like, why am I not going on vacation? 
Right. Like that's what they're supposed to do. Why can't I go? Mm-hmm. And there are some people like I can't take off. I can't take off because I'm like you, but you can. Yeah. You're telling yourself that you can't take off, but you can. You can. Even if it's about saving and you're like, I'm gonna, I'm going to work here and my goal is gonna be this for I can get this right here. That's your math problem. I'm doing this to do this, that's gonna equal this. Yeah. And it's- whatever that is, I don't care if it's you know, going to again, Jamaica or going to visit the person, you know, the people that you met in Australia, whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, going in the next city and getting a hotel room for, you know, the weekend. It can be yeah. something as simple as that. Just going to the next city. It goes you know, so just far. Getting out of your own house. Yeah, getting out of your own house and going to a hotel room, it hits differently. It, it's different. It just makes you feel better. I don't know what it is. That's it's so <laughs> true. So I, I, before we wrap up, I want to ask, how long have you been on this grind with your book and your and your podcast and the speaking speaking and coaching and what when was the last time you were you know checked in to an office every day and decided not to do that or I don't even know if that's where you came from but just asking I'm like when was the last time I was in the office actually I remember I quit my job that I quit my office job a couple of years ago I'm like I'm going to school because I didn't like what they had me doing so I was like bump this i'm going back to school get my bachelor's degree in business management like that was my whole reason for for quitting and so i was like "Eh, i'm going to school and i did and i graduated and i haven't looked back at an office since then (laughs) since then i have not my my book was birthed through the pandemic so i was like you know i'm gonna use my time wisely this is part of the pivot i was like i'm gonna write a book i always said i wanted to write a book i never knew what my book was going to be about but I was like, well, you might as well write about what you know about, right? Exactly. So that's what I did. And I feel like every speaker needs to have a book. Mm. That is one of the things I thought. Every speaker, every coach needs to have a book because mm. it's, it makes you more credible. It gives yeah. them something they can take with them. It, it's like a calling card, like here, take my book. Because sometimes, you know, you even give away free books sometimes because guess what? Now they're going to be like, hey, I'm going to work with you. Okay, so now that one book became, uh, you know, a five hundred dollar client. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like whatever it may be. So that that's what happened. My podcast came out of the pandemic as well, because I was like, hey, I went on somebody's podcast and I was like, this is pretty cool. I'm yeah, gonna do fun. this, and then. And I literally said, my, I don't have a huge setup. I have the absolute basic minimum thing you could possibly use. Sound good to but me. I'm doing it. I'm like, I have a little camera and, and a microphone and, and that's it. I don't have the, because I remember seeing the guys that I, he had like two separate headphones and sets and he had like, there was a, the roadcaster thing. Right. And I was like, oh, I don't know. You don't need all that. that. You I was like, but that. I have I have a laptop camera and people ask me, they're like, how do you do a podcast? I was like, I'm going to tell you now. Mine is the the most minimal thing out there, but it's working. It's It's working. Sounds great to me when I listen to your podcast. It sounds great. Oh, thank you. See, I don't know about it. See, and I'm so, again, not a techie. I don't really know about editing. So I'm like, mine is so, and I tell my guests, like, it's unedited. It's going to sound like we just having a regular conversation. 
If the dog barks, the dog barks. If the kids cry, they're going to hear it too. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that, that's actually uh, a bonus that I do with this podcast is I release it a day early, unedited audio for the people that subscribe to my Substack. So I didn't have anything to offer, you know, patrons of the show or, or what I'm trying to do here. So I thought that would be great that if somebody's paying, they can get the podcast a day early. They want to see the video. They want to listen to the nice version. They could do it the next day. That's fine. But, and they might, they might not even download it, but I, it, I just thought it would be good to incentivize people with just one, one hey. thing amazing i mean that's not my lane i'm like listen you're going to get this unedited version and it's going to sound like two people just sitting here having a conversation and and people like it they're like it makes me feel like i'm there like i'm listening to the conversation i'm like well that's all i have for you because i don't know how to do do the editing and stuff that's not i'm not that techie and i'm okay with that Mm -hmm. i am okay with that maybe one day i'll learn it but that's not where i'm focused on right you now. can always find fiverr podcast editors but honestly i enjoy listening to your show it just it it does it makes me feel like at home like i i just feel like i'm listening to my family talking or something that's exactly what it is yolanda yvette speaks y'all for y'all to you know who don't know the podcast name so yeah yolanda yvette speaks i will i will link up everything including our fiverr friend and maybe we'll I'll buy a book and send it to to a lucky winner here, and and you know, we'll we'll do some cool, fun stuff like that. Is there any any parting words you have for us, Yolanda? Vet? My parting words are: I think this is great. <laughs> thank you, thank you, and and I do. I, this is this has been amazing, and I thank you so 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 very much. And really, my tip for everyone is just. Just do it. Stop waiting. Stop contemplating. This has been your announcement. Govern yourself accordingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever it is that you want to do, stop waiting on, on whatever that confirmation is or somebody to say yes to you when it's starting that business or starting that podcast or starting that clothing line or makeup line, whatever it is, just start. It's better than not doing it. And we all make mistakes in business and we learn from them. I love it. And that's exactly my philosophy and the philosophy of, I think this is great. So I, I'm so honored to have you on my show. And when your next book comes out, whenever that is, even if it's in a little while, please come back on the show. I would love to talk to you again. It's already, in, it's already in the works. So, yep. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, Absolutely. enjoy the rest of your night and thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you. Bye-bye. Well, I'll let you know when it's up. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Yolanda Yvette. the best. Bye-bye. Please like, subscribe, and leave your comments below. Support the podcast at clayinferno.substack.com. PayPal.me slash C-L-A-Y-N-F-E-R-N-O. Music by House of Harm. Support the artists at houseofharm.bandcamp.com.